This is your morning wake-up call on Sports Country. Grab a cup of coffee and hang with us every weekday morning for the latest news, sports, and other things going on around the world and in your backyard. Now, here's your host, Gene Gums. Well, good morning, everybody. It is Friday, the first day of October. Hard to believe, but it is a football Friday, and this is going to be all Dan Zampano this morning. So we're going to change this. Instead of the wake-up call, it's going to be the Dan Zampano show as we talk NFL football. Good morning, Mr. Zampano. How are you? It's the first time that I've ever had my name like kind of put on a title of a show. (laughs) So I would be very, very careful doing that, Gene. I don't want to scare anybody off. But it it is a football Friday. And it is a very big football Friday because I think there's something going on this weekend. I don't know what it is. Some random game between two guys that used to play with each other. I don't know. You make up stories left and right in this league, don't they? You could make – I'll tell you what. You could not uh, probably come up with a – outside of a playoff game. This this may be – seriously. And I may be – maybe I'm overstating it. But outside of some of the Patriot playoff games that happen in Foxborough, this might be the biggest game in Foxborough – in Patriot history, you know, with Tom Brady coming back after everything he did for that franchise to come back with another team, uh, you know, am I overstating the fact that this might be the biggest game outside of outside of a, a, an NFL playoff game? Gene, I, I, I think you're understating it. I think this might be the biggest, most watched sporting event in the history in the history of sports outside of a Super Bowl. Wow. I really believe that. I really believe this is going to be such a spectacle. You have a man that in Boston sports history, no one has ever done more for that city than he has and building it up. Right. uh, And as a sports town. And he is returning with a mass amount of speculation and drama (laughs) towards the coach that he was coached by for 20 years. And they haven't spoken. Right. At all. Right. Uh, so this this is going to be theater beyond the highest order, and it's going to be fantastic. Well, and if anybody thinks that the announcement of the Seth Wickersham book uh, coming out was a coincidence that they happened <laughs> to talk about it this week, uh, you are you must have just fallen off the turnip truck because uh, and leave it to ESPN, who's who, by the way, as, as far as I'm concerned, ceased being a a, a real journalistic uh, sports entity a long time ago. They're all about ratings and, and drama. So now the news comes out about Wickersham's book and all kinds of inflammatory things saying that Bill Belichick refused to meet with Brady in person to say goodbye. Oh, yada, yada. You know, I mean, just what. We needed, and you know, I mean, I guess just gasoline on the fire. I mean, the only thing ESPN's got to be pissed about is that this game is going to be on NBC and not on ESPN. <laughs> That's true. I mean, so the Wickersham book is going to be quite interesting. It's really detailing a lot of the uh, backstories of the Kraft Belichick Brady three way relationship and how it is not as rosy as we have come to be. And I think most of us know, know this that, did yeah. not end well. This is not been, this is, this, it did not end well between Belichick and Brady and Kraft and Kraft really intervened 
Uh, Belichick just seems to be this ruthless guy. I think one of the most telling stories in this was after the Patriots had won the Falcons Super Bowl, um, and the next morning when when Bill had was was speaking to the media, uh, and he sees Roger Goodell, picks him up, picks him up, and gives him a bear hug. Picks him up off the ground. <laughs> I mean, like, like, like he was like it was very just like best friendish. Right. And this is a guy that you know had put the hammer down on Kraft and Brady uh, after the Deflate Gate situation. I'm sure that this was uh, painted as Belichick having a cozier relationship with Goodell. Remember, Goodell, Goodell specifically kept kept Belichick out of the Wells report. Right. And that he had no connection to what was going on. Specifically, his name is in there. Right. So there's a lot of kind of weird animosity slash relations with, like, it's, it's a gross, dramatic soap opera right. that I cannot squeeze more juice out of. It is so <laughs> fantastic. Well, you know, and, and you know, you, you made the comment of that it didn't end well. Show me or tell me about any relationship anything that breaks up that ends well i mean seriously how many how often do they end well if 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 uh, aaron rodgers is out of green bay at the end of the season do we think that's going to end well i mean you know it just especially you know long lasting relationships that break out you know break up are always going to be ugly but i think this one is even uglier and it'd be even uglier than the aaron rodgers thing just because of the massive amount of success that they exactly. have i think that i mean that's the the long and the short of it is that no no franchise in quarterback have ever, or or home run hitter or anything, have ever had the kind of, outside of maybe Babe Ruth back in the 20s. And by the way, the Babe Ruth thing didn't end well in New York either. No. You know? No, so, I mean, so it's this isn't necessarily a shock. No, it's not a shock. But I think hearing the details of it kind of and the confirmation of some of these things and that uh, <laughs> not everybody was in it. People were in a working relationship, not necessarily a friendly relationship, and maybe some of these guys really didn't like each other, but they right. were willing to bite the bullet. This is this is what made the Patriots is that they were willing to put, you know, personal feelings aside at times right. and go win championships year after year after year. That's what makes this so impressive, but it is amazingly petty and basically <laughs> a giant bitch fest about this whole thing. So yeah. it's it's I'm Consider me one of the gals at the hairdressers. Like, I love the tabloids. I mean, I, I absolutely love it. As the world turns. All right, uh, let's get to last week's Patriots game. Before We'll get to the, the details of this of this coming week's game and when we get to our picks at the end. But let's talk about last week's game. And, and look, uh, Mac Jones got hit 11 times. You know, uh, yep. we, you know, you talked last week about what a problem this offensive line is. Uh, again, struggled in the red zone. They're just two for eight. Two touchdowns and eight trips to the red zone this year. That's a problem. They're not getting any production still out of the tight end position. Look, you could if you look at what they spend in free agency, $175 million? Mm-hmm. Outside of Judon, tell me a free agent that they have gotten that that has made a difference. in. The, I mean, it's, I know it's only three games, but they've got to be looking at the money that they spent and went and going, whoa. <laughs> Perhaps, and I'm not. E- yeah, perhaps yeah. we perhaps we did not evaluate this well. I'm not even sure Judon is acceptable at this point. Okay. I mean, I I, I really don't. I I look. You have Judon. He's had two sacks so far this season. Pretty good. But again, like 
is he a guy that you just have to game plan around? No. Like, no. no. You don't have to game plan around him. Um, Trent Brown decided to get a paycheck and then take a vacation, basically, <laughs> uh, and, and claim injuries, uh, even though he's been limited in practice for like two weeks. Um, I don't know how much more limited you can get. Uh, yeah, I mean, and the two t- the the two real wide receivers don't really separate too much. They have flash plays here and there, but right. they don't do too much. Hunter Henry, where is he in the red zone? No right. idea. And God Almighty to Jonu Smith. I mean, I wanted to shoot him off into the sun on Sunday. I mean, it was <laughs> a nightmare. Yeah, with that man causing a pick six, had four drops, holding penalties to bring back. I mean, there was like 10, 11 plays where Johnu Smith was a key contributor in destroying the offense. Mm. I mean, it was absolutely asinine. Look, they we knew that this was going to take some time. We did. There's no question. Uh, I did not think that losing to the Dolphins and losing to a Drew Breesless Saints was going to be in the cards because and, and and really it was it was magnified on Sunday because we're talking about Jameis Winston. Like, this is not like, right. you know, this is not like Drew Brees coming in. We're talking about Mr. 30 for 30 coming in here and just easily moving up and down the field on this team. Uh, where's the offensive line? Where's the defensive line? There's just so many guys here, the whole team from top to bottom, even Jake Bailey. I mean, look at Jake Bailey gets a, a blocked punt right. and kicks a ball out of bounds for the second week in a row on a kickoff. Right. I mean, Everything, everything is topsy-turvy. And maybe, maybe it was looking forward to this week. I don't know. But to me, I think it's a deeper issue. I don't think they're very talented. Well, and then, to make matters worse, you lose James White for the season as well. Uh, you know, and, and again, you know, it just, is James White the difference between them making the playoffs and not? No, but that's certainly a valuable guy uh, on the offense that, that now with that hip injury, they said that there's no chance he's coming back for the rest of the season. By the way, James White, also a free agent signing, just so anybody oh, knows. Yeah, so anybody, right. yeah, yeah. anybody who wants to keep lighting dollar bills on fire, have at <laughs> it. I mean, it's it's just uh, – I'm not sure if it's the players. I mean, there are good players on the team. Are they tuning out the coach? I mean, that's, that's another question that I have. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've had a lot of discussions in the offseason about Bill kind of being more hands-off. Then he has been more CEO mm-hmm. than head coach, letting some of the coaches like, you know, McDaniels and obviously Ivan Beers and God bless it, Matt Patricia, geez, that he's back here mm-hmm. doing some stuff uh, more hands-on with the players and not being as involved. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. And, and maybe, just maybe, um, there is the crowd that thinks that if the Bucks really blast the Patriots on Sunday night, it's the beginning of the end for Bill. I mean, this is really could be. There is that crowd out there saying that because you're one in three now heading into to week five with a roster that just is either really, really young or really, really old. There's no in-betweeners, really. And they brought in some guys, yeah, but they're all new. Everybody's got to learn this thing. So it might take too long. It might take too long. If they don't make the playoffs two years in a row, I'm not sure that's uh, that's acceptable, apparently, in New England. So we'll see. Well, you know, the other part of it is, is is if he is indeed taking on more of a CEO role, as you put it, perhaps 
perhaps he's planning on this being the end anyway. Perhaps this is his way of kind of stepping back and getting ready to make a transition, whether it's to retirement or whether it's to becoming a front office guy, kind of like, you know, what what Bill Walsh did a little bit when he retired. You know, maybe it's going to be one of those where he moves up into the front office somewhere. Maybe that's where he's planning on heading anyway. I mean, he's already up there. I mean, you have guys like, you know, he's in the GM office, obviously, right. being the GM. But, you know, you have guys like Elliot Wolf and Dave Ziegler that have taken on higher roles in the draft. He's included Josh McDaniels in the draft process now. I mean, like there's been the infrastructure is in place to move on from Bill. Right. I think I don't think he wants to be Bill Parcells. I don't think he wants to leave and then feel bad about leaving and then and come, right, back come back and just right. make it very dramatic. You know, I, he doesn't want to do that. I, but when your players start to, you know, tune you out or maybe you start to, the game passes you by in a sense of not the game itself, but the culture of players starts to pass you by, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I, I would be very interested in the off season to see where we are. Um, I, I'm very interested in that. You know, the other thing that's concerning about last week to me is that you know you get down uh, you know you, you you get down into the other team's territory and you don't even attempt to pass. They did not attempt one pass no. into the end zone, not one. You know, oh. at some point, and I I get that the kid's a rookie, but at some point, and is this now? And, and is this on? Is this on McDaniel's, or is this a case in some ways where maybe Mac Jones is a little afraid to either check down? or whether he is afraid to make those passes because he's a rookie. I mean, is it the play calling, or is some of it the responsibility of the quarterback as well? Look, kid's a rookie. Why not? I understand like kids, that. Kids, <laughs> kids, kids, are, kids are rookie. Like, it's, like, he's the one that's got to process and learn all this stuff, but, like, he's a rookie. This is his first, this third game in the NFL. Right. I mean, I, the reason why he's so sped up is because the Saints sped him up. Because they can't block. Right, yeah. And they're they're running Brandon Bolden on the left side <laughs> of the line. That's right. the worst side of the line. Right. For three plays in a row down in the red zone on a first and goal at the 10. Right. I mean, what are we doing here? I mean, of course it's McDaniels. I think definitely it's McDaniels on those. I mean, I, I've been critical of McDaniels in the past. This year I thought some, some of it was justified because he's got a rookie quarterback. But Sunday, when he was awful. I mean, he was awful in some of these play calls. So, yeah, I think it's a combination of McDaniels, the offensive line being horrible, and them just not having talent. They just don't have talent. This offensive line, by the way, nobody is new on this offensive no, line. That's, that's what's crazy yeah, about this. That's, that's the surprising you know? part. And I know I know Trent Brown with the calf injury. I get that, that you know, and maybe getting him back if he's healthy is going to help. But you're right. These guys – are, it's not like the, they're five, uh, you know, free agents that they're trying to bring in and, and put together. I mean, these guys have, have a lot of these guys have played together. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, that's absolutely true. But look, look, they in the second half just were like, "Hey, we're taking the governor off the of Mac, and and right. we're going to let him throw," which is great. But their their strength is their run game. They yeah, forty nine yards on the ground. Yeah, forty nine. Well, I mean, that's just for them. That's not going to get it done. It's and, not. And defensively, you know, look, Alvin Kamara had a good game, but he didn't have a great game. I thought that by and large, they did a decent job of controlling that Saints offense. I mean, Jameis Winston, you got to give him a lot of credit. He wasn't great, but he controlled the game. He didn't lose the game. He didn't make mistakes. You know, and that was the key. I didn't think defensively. I didn't think the Patriots were horrible. 
You know, I just I, I my my concern was the fact that they couldn't finish as as we have been saying for you know a year and a half they can't finish. So I, I don't put the loss on the defense. I put this squarely uh, on the offense. I really do. I, I think it was a team loss to be quite honest with you. I, I think the defense as as you know they only gave twenty one points. It's right. true, but again, so many third downs given up. I mean, so many third downs, and especially. You know, Kamara getting these screen passes, the, the one right at the goal line. I mean, goodness gracious, the one at the goal line where he just runs right into the end zone. Nobody knew it to cover him. It's like right. the one guy you have to cover. Remember, the Saints also missed two field goals. So they gave him a little bit there. True. You know, true. So it's, Fair. it's you know, I, I'm still, there's still a concern. They're still getting pushed on the defensive line. They're still getting bashed by offensive linemen. By the way, the Saints had three starting offensive linemen out, and they still, got moved around i mean this is a major concern i am very concerned for set for sunday i imagine that they have a little bit of pride and come out and play hard but there could be a possibility where this could be an absolute just smack around by the box good boy there's a there's a great preview of our picks uh (laughs) let's get to that tampa team um and uh they uh look there is no question that this this rams team is really good there's no doubt in my mind. It, defensively, are they very good? No. And this is the thing. You look at the, neither team could stop the other when, when all is said and done, right? I mean, uh, there were no turnovers in the game. But if you're Tampa and you allow a Rams team to go 10 for 13 on third down, that's a problem. Mm-hmm. You know, and, 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 you know, you get to Brady three times on the defensive side. And, look, the, the, this game to me ended early in the third quarter when Deshaun Watson caught that 75-yard touchdown and then ran, like, to the next county out of the building. Uh, That was the game right there. As soon as that touchdown happened, I said, they have no shot. You just knew that the game was over right there. Well, I think I told you last week when I was picking this game, I said my my heart wants Tampa, but my head wants the Rams. I ended up picking Tampa anyway just out of spite. But, you know, it was was not an easy choice. I I thought that that game was a a very – measuring test game for Tampa and look their secondary is absolutely brutal I mean because it's so banged up right everybody's hurt in that secondary and the Rams took mass advantage of it because the Rams got a lot of speed on the outside right a lot of speed Deshaun Jackson's like 38 39 years old but he's running like a deer down the sideline and then you've got Van Jefferson as a speedster and Woods and Cup over the middle I mean it makes for a very difficult uh team to stop a team that normally runs the football has been throwing it all over the yard, so it's it's it was not good from Tampa. I think that I think that Brady uh, kind of got a little bit flustered by what they were doing because remember, like they're going to take away one guy with 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 Ramsey, right. and Ramsey's just going to take away like you know Mike Evans. Gronk getting hurt didn't help matters, right? right that's true. Um, you know, and Antonio Brown not playing either, so they were a little depleted in that spot, but. Look, this is a this is a matchup that I think you'll probably see down the road in in, in the playoffs. I, I think both of these teams are prime. It's gonna be it's gonna need a lot of health from the Bucks to get get much healthier as the season goes on, which is what gives me pause for this game against the Patriots because I think that there is a shot that you know Mac Jones could probably throw on these guys mm-hmm. if he has time to throw. I think there is a shot. It's a small chance, but I'm telling you there's a chance. Well, you know, the, we do know that the Bucks secondary has been a mess to the point where they brought in Richard Sherman 
Yes. We bring in Richard Sherman. This week. Look, now Richard Sherman, you know, his resume is, you can't argue with his resume, his football resume. His personal resume <laughs> may be a bit of an issue, but now you bring on another guy that is, is coming on with baggage. So they've got more, more baggage they need to talk about. But, uh, look, I mean, uh, you know, three seasons with San Francisco, the last three seasons with San Francisco, this is a guy that can make a difference, but you just signed him this week. I'm not sure he's going to make a difference this week. Maybe he will. It- he is a tricky guy because a we don't know what his you know physical if he's in, if he's yeah. in shape right. yeah is yeah. he in shape b he is dealing with legal issues right but c i would say is that he is a bait corner which means he wants to play off make it look like the receiver's open yep. and then trick your quarterback into doing it right and that can trick up especially rookie quarterbacks that can trip up so that is i, I wonder if he still has the the wheels to do it Okay. Uh, especially on one week of learning new coverages and new schemes. Right. So uh, Todd Bowles has got to be better too. I mean, they just they, they just kept playing the same defense over and over. They never really adjusted to the Rams. So um, this is a game plan week. This is a big game plan week. And I'm sure, you know, we know what the Patriots are probably going to do to, to Tom Brady. But the, the Bucks have to have a good game plan and have to get pressure on the kid. How, how concerned are you with the fact now, you know, some of this may have been a, a result of, of the score last week, but how concerned are you that Tampa is not running the football at all? I mean, Tom Brady was their leading rusher last week. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. was a major. You know, would, was, would they have thirty-five yards on the ground? Yeah, uh, and, and and I think that's really because they got behind. Well, that's yeah, I knew that was some of it, but still, I mean, you know, they just uh, they just said screw it. It reminded me of a lot of the old Patriot games when Tom Brady was there, and they just you know we'll, we'll give it some lip service, but we know Tom Brady's throwing the ball fifty times a game. You know, right. and that's kind of that's kind of concerning. Where maybe is is this, this where that Tampa team is heading? It's going to be Tom Brady or bust. Uh, you know, I mean, they have three solid running backs yes. back that they can use. I right. mean, it's not like they can't. And I think maybe you, you you panic and get away with that. And that's that is kind of a way of beating the Patriot or beating beating anybody really or, or getting beat by anybody. Excuse me, is that you know. You don't want Tom Brady to throw 50 times a game, but if he is, you know, you're abandoning a major part of the line. If you can get pressure on the guy, especially interior pressure, like they were able to do, I mean, Aaron Donald, obviously, you know, there's a, there's a way to beat this team by doing that. You know, if you're not going to run the ball and control the pace of the game, the Bucks want to fly around. There's no question about that. Right. So it's, it's, it's kind of an, an interesting way that the Rams were able to beat them is that they let them throw it all over the place and they still couldn't win. So the Rams are talented enough to do that. Not every team is talented enough on defense to be able to do something like that. So we'll see. We'll see how the how the season goes along. They're going to work stuff out. All right. So let's get to. You talked about this last week. You know, if if things shook out right, the Kansas City Chiefs could find themselves in last place in the division. And lo and behold, it did happen. The Chargers mm-hmm. go to Kansas City and beat the Chiefs 30-24. to And, you know, I mean, I was surprised by this outcome. I really was because the Chargers just find ways to lose. But the Chargers have won three of the last four times they have gone to Arrowhead. So they Mm -hmm. have not been intimidated at all. And Justin Herbert out-Mahomed Mahomes last week. Uh, Absolutely. And to me, this game, uh, what a gutsy call by a rookie coach late in that game. They had, it what, a 49-yard field goal possibility, a fourth and one, and they decide to go for it. And Herbert draws a pass interference penalty on like a little jump ball 
and they end up. Then he completes a couple more passes. Next thing you know, it's a you know a chip shot, uh, a chip shot touchdown pass, and it's over. And uh, but to me, what a gutsy call on fourth and one. Normally, look, if it's me, probably if it's you too, I'm sending my field goal kicker out for a 49 yard field goal, and I'm not taking well, that chance. What about you? He clearly didn't trust him because he was missing field goals and right. extra points he missed left an extra and right. Point. Right. Yeah. So so I mean. Even on the touchdown that they scored, he missed, he missed the extra point. <laughs> true. So, so it's like, yeah, yeah uh, you're relegated to the bench, son. Right. Uh, take it easy. Go get some Gatorade. I mean, that that one, it's a gutsy call. You're right. And that's the type of game. Uh, by the way, one of our best picks on the Sunday card was this game. We picked the Chargers outright. I mean, we were, we were dead on with this one. But one of the things that one of the things that, that can do for a team, especially a young team, is – it can really propel them to new heights. And I don't want to overstate things, but I'm starting to believe. Yeah. I think the Chargers might be the best team in that division now. I, I, I'm not I'm I'm starting to get sold on it. I know the Raiders and Broncos are undefeated. I don't buy into the Raiders. They don't really play that well, great a defense. Well, we're going to find out the, this week, right? Because the Chargers are playing. They play yep. they play Monday night. And yep. and I also the Broncos, I gotta see them play someone outside of the New York and Jaguars, you know, I mean, like I want to see them against Baltimore this weekend. So that'll be a fun game, but the chargers have all the pieces. They've got, they've got a team that causes a lot of turnovers. They have three turnovers in the first three drives for the Kansas city chiefs. I mean, that was awesome. You need that. Those are things you need uh, to beat the chiefs and then just going toe for toe with Mahomes. I mean, just back and forth. They have talent on the outside with Williams and Allen. They can run it with Eckler. They got a good old line now. They got Bosa to rush the passer. I mean, you know, that team, top to bottom, ain't bad. They don't have a kicker. That's the one problem. <laughs> but, like, you know, outside, the coach is doing really well. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why he was the number one overall pick to to get coach of the year this year. He was the odds-on favorite to win because yeah. he had a lot of talent. And, and if Herbert, Herbert is going to play like that, the sky's the limit for that team. Yeah. I mean, the sky is the limit. Um, but if you're a Chiefs fan, there's really no reason to panic here. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think they will be, bounce back. They are going to have some tough games later on in the season. Yep. But you know, they're the Chiefs. I think they'll figure it out. It is very difficult to keep everybody happy though and well fed uh, when you've had a lot of success and then success starts to elude you. Uh, so this is not going to be easy for the Chiefs to just, you know, waltz through the AFC this year. There's much more talent in the AFC now than I think there really ever has been. Okay, well, that's fair. Uh, let's switch gears and, and head uh, to the game between the Bengals and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, if you are a Steelers fan, it is time to panic. Uh, yep. I, you know, I mean, look, uh, now we know that their defense last week, no T.J. Watt, you know, no Alex Highsmith, so we knew – that that defense was going to struggle a little bit. But if you had told me they were not going to touch Joe Burrow once, I would have said you were crazy. Joe Burrow, who was used to being a human pinball, uh, didn't get touched one time last week. And and it showed. I mean, look, he didn't make any mistakes because he wasn't getting pressured, and they easily beat the Steelers. Yeah, uh, it was actually kind of a joke. This is yeah. kind of why I, I thought, you know, Part of the reason why I thought the Bengals would win this game is because I think you got to bring Ben into hospice at this point. I mean, seriously, <laughs> he's he, he needs to be put out to pasture. He looks just – do you want to talk about a statue with Joe Burrow? I mean, that's Ben. 
Yeah. Ben cannot move yeah. at all. Yep. Seriously. I mean, it is, it is almost sad to watch, um, you know, and, and Pittsburgh's offensive line got dominated. They had turnovers left and right. Ben threw the ball 58 times, yep. Yep. 58 times. And guess who he targeted almost 20 times? Oh yeah, the, Najee, the rookie, Najee, Najee Harris. Harris. Yeah, yeah, Najee Harris. Yeah, matter of fact, he had nineteen. What, fourteen at fourteen receptions, which is a record for a Steelers running back. What does that tell you? The man <laughs> cannot throw the <laughs> ball down to the yeah, the fourth and ten play. The yeah. fourth and ten play was the saddest attempt at a fourth and ten <laughs> to throw a screen that behind the line of scrimmage on fourth and ten after holding the ball for four or five seconds. Oh my God! I mean, it, it's a mess. They're they're really in trouble. I think they probably finish in last place at this point. Really, if they can't if they don't have a if they don't have a quarterback that can actually stand in and and last for four quarters. I mean, yeah. as the season goes on, Ben's body is going to deteriorate even more than it already has. Yeah. It is not good. Well, I agree with you, but you look at you know the, you look at the backup opera. You know who they've got behind him. It's not you know I'm sure that you know Mike Tomlin's looking at it and going. Well, hell, it's not. It's probably not going to be a lot better if I bench him, you know. And and yeah. if you know, I mean, so this this is in some ways this is on the Steeler organization as a whole that you haven't prepared, and and God knows why you haven't. With the way Ben has gotten the crap beat out of him the last couple of years, they haven't prepared for the transition from Ben Roethlisberger to whoever his successor is going to be. Oh, that's because they went eight and eight with Duck Hodges. Right. So they're basically right. they're basically just saying, oh no no we'll be fine. Whoever we put back there, yeah. you know, our defense will play uh-huh. well. Just okay. don't make mistakes. Yeah. It, it, really, really. I mean, that that seems like the good idea, Tom. When you keep keep going with that, <laughs> get your get your quarterback killed. Uh, and I, I mean, I, 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 you know, a lot of people like Mike Tomlin because you know they oh you know he's a he's a uh, you know a players coach yada yada. I I just I don't think this guy's a very good football coach. No, I've I've never thought I've always thought Mike Tomlin was. The guy, the 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 tough, hardo guy that just delegates to the rest of his coaches, yeah, and they win despite him. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Uh, so let's uh, let's shift to, uh, gears to your Cleveland Browns. Let's go, baby. Uh, three and one. Yeah, we're getting it this week. Three and one. And look, you know, you knew the the outcome of this game was never in doubt before the game started. And we saw that uh, Justin Fields just ain't right. six of twenty, and he got sacked nine times. Nine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, he's still got to be sore nine times. I mean, but look, Baker Mayfield did a, a Baker Mayfield got sacked five times himself. You know, it mm-hmm. it wasn't like the Cleveland offense. Uh, what Cleveland did, and I said this to you last week. It doesn't matter what Baker Mayfield does. They can win this game with with Chubb and, and Kareem Hunt. And they did. I mean, bottom line, they just ran the ball up and down the field. And Baker Mayfield, the one thing he didn't do is he, he didn't make any bad – he didn't throw any interceptions. You know, he, he so he didn't make too many mistakes. But he wasn't you – know, you looked at Baker Mayfield's performance to me. I mean, I, he didn't – he wasn't anything to write home about, but they just can run the football. Yeah, they they could have won this game with Baker blindfolded. I mean, seriously, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. it 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 would have been. I mean, uh, it's just nine times yeah, nine. nine. It's yeah. just mwah, ah, ah, like it's just evil. <laughs> it's just evil, isn't it? I mean, 
I don't think this game really reflects the Browns. I think the Browns did fine and they did a great job in right. their defense one. You have to be out of your gourd if you think that Matt Nagy should still be coaching the Bears. I mean, this yeah. is an absolute fireball offense that not only did he start a rookie quarterback against one of the best pass rushes in football, right. he did not help the dude out at, at all. all. Yeah, no. He just kept yeah. having these five-step drops out of shotgun and just letting the kid just, oh, yeah, just, just read the defense. You'll, you'll, be, you'll fine be fine out there. Yeah, you know? Don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm just going to stick my nose in my play call sheet. Just, just do what I tell you to do. You know, what? you'll be fine. Oh, oh, wait, no, don't do, no, don't do that. Oh, like that was the whole game yeah. for, for Chicago. Well, well, here's look. Here's one of the most uh, stark statistics I have ever seen in my life. End of the game. Chicago runs 42 plays. They have 47 yards of offense. 42 plays, 47 yards. 1.1 average per play. It's just I, that may be that may be that's like you know what that is that's the University of Miami beating Central Connecticut State University last week yep. sixty nine to nothing that's what that is. Yep. Uh, it, it was a college game. Yeah, it was a college team versus a professional. Team yes, is what it was. Yeah, it was it was unbelievable. I think I, I think if I remember correctly, there was some stat that you know Justin Fields uh, or the Browns rushed for more yards or almost similar yards. Than the uh, than the Bears had like total yards, something yep. like that. It was just something crazy. It was it was just something oh. crazy. I mean, that was a mess. And like now he's saying, now he started the kid. Yeah. So now he's opened Pandora's box. Right. And and then this week says, well, we have three guys that we could start this week. We don't know which one we're going to start. You don't. Hey. I look, mean, uh, you could get a call. Uh, okay. <laughs> it's just a mess. Just absolute dumpster uh, fire in Chicago. Absolute dumpster. Uh, fire. You know, and and I, I guess uh, you know uh, they've been a, a mess for a while now, and 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 I think you're right. I, I Matt Nagy probably at this rate, he may not survive the season. I mean, he may not. He no. may, you know, I'll be, I'll be shocked if he's still coaching in week 17. He tried to save his job with his draft pick. It might kill him. <laughs> it, might, it might kill him. All right, uh, last game from last week. I want to talk about and what. A great game it was. The shootout between the Green Bay Packers and the San Francisco 49ers, and Aaron Rodgers uh, does it again. Uh, you know, I mean, again, and, and it's just Aaron Rodgers sticks up the middle finger to, to everybody that had, had that had made all the predictions about what he was going to do, where he was going, what was wrong with him, yada, yada, yada. And he just finds, I mean, no, Mason Crosby had to hit a 51-yard field goal. But at the end of the day, he got the ball with 37 seconds left. And guess what? The Green Bay Packers win again. It was too much time for the bad man. Yeah. I mean, it was too It doesn't matter. What do people not understand? Why do people hate this man? That's because that right there is what he gives you. Right. As a, as a, as a quarterback. Why, why, why? Are people just harping on Aaron Rodgers continuously? I have been the biggest Aaron Rodgers supporter because he is doing what he wants to do, and he is building up that team. Yep. Like, they go on the road to a place that they haven't played well ever, and they win. First off, they dominate the whole game most of the game. Right. And then at the end of the game, San Francisco just kind of goes on a little bit of a tear. They come back. We knew that was going to happen. And what do he do? Just two absolute dimes over the middle to Devontae Adams, yep. who, by the way, for some reason, 
San Francisco decided not to cover with anybody that <laughs> night. So I, I'm not really sure that was a right. good strategy there, right. Kyle. But, you know, I mean, I, I listen, this guy and, – and look, the Packers got a big win. There are things that they didn't do well. Like, their defense still needs to improve. Like, the, you know, but Aaron Rodgers is only going to keep you in, in games every single time. I mean, right. that's all he's going to do. And, and what more can you ask for from this guy? You know, like, it's it's not about the money. Like, it is about infrastructure. It is about talent around there. And, you know, you can't just give the guy a little bit. You can't just appease him a little bit to just say, because he's given you what you're asking him to do. Right. I mean, he right. can't give you more. So I, I, I will never understand the hate for Aaron Rodgers. I just don't get it. Well, uh, he... I, he he may middle finger his way all the way to uh, to the Super Bowl. I mean, that's what I have him doing. Yeah, I know. I mean, and uh, you, I don't think you're wrong uh, because and and it just you know every time that he they put a W up on the board this week, you know what he's gonna go. He's gonna say, yeah, week one, y'all had us, you know, in in the trash can, you know. Yep. So uh, and, and I told you in week one, it's one game, relax, and it's it's. It, it, it was fun to watch anyway. And, and look, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo did enough. And, and uh, you know, I thought that uh, uh, he played well. But I thought also the, that the Green Bay defense, despite the fact they gave up, what, 30 you know, or 28 points in this game, I didn't think the Green Bay defense played poorly in this game. No, no, they didn't at all. I think down the stretch they got tired, but yeah. they had enough of a lead in the first half where – you know, they were going to be in it no matter what at the right. end. And if you give Rodgers, I mean, you're thinking when Kyle Juszczyk is about to go in the end zone, like I'm thinking, get down, like get right. down, like don't go in. Like right. you're, this is way too much. Yeah. And he went in. I was like, oh, boy. Yep. <laughs> you know, but it's kind of it's kind of hard, you know, when you get an opportunity, it's really, really hard to, you know, to to not score. Because what happens? What happens if you get stuffed? You know, and and you don't make it on the next down. You know, I, I well, get what you're saying. They had two timeouts. That's they true. Had two timeouts. Yeah, that's true. You're you're right, but th- yeah. that's that's tough. But anyway, I thought that the defense played fairly well. I think the other thing with San Francisco is, you know, you're you're seeing a little bit more like how big a loss like losing Mostert was for them. You know, yeah, not not just they, Mostert, but the top four, top four running yeah. backs. They, they just have. can't run the football, and so this is it's it's Jimmy or bust. I think for the San Francisco 49ers. and I think that's going to catch up with them as the season goes on, without question. I hope that they get Kittle more involved. I thought that they really didn't well, get they, him involved until the, until the fourth quarter. Until the fourth quarter, he still had 90, yeah. no, what, 92 yards receiving and seven catches. But you're right; it wasn't until the end of the game where they finally said, "Well, maybe, maybe, maybe we ought to he, throw to him." You know, he, that would he, he makes a big impact. Yeah, that's kind of that would kind of be like the Chiefs not throwing the ball to Travis Kelsey, right? I mean, right. it's very similar. Right. So, all right, let's. Gene, get... I know we're go- I know we're going to go into picks. Yeah, but can I just say one thing? Yeah. Can you lose a, a, a more Lions game than that? Game, oh. by the way, can, <laughs> and how about can you just uh, unbelievable a, a doink and flex a, on the Detroit a game. doink from sixty six? And the worst part about it is they lost to this the same way what a couple of th- seven years ago a sixty one yeah. yarder same guy. <laughs> They're gonna put. It is incredible. There's gonna be a contract hit out on him, I think, by somebody. I mean, honest to God. But you're right. When I saw, and I obviously I didn't watch the game, but when I saw the highlight, I went, "Well, it's the Lions." Yep, it's (laughs) that fourth and nineteen from your own twenty, and they get it, and then kick a sixty-six yard field goal. What is more Lions than that? You know, along those lines, I just want to ask you, what do you think? I mean, is are we ever going to see a longer field goal than that? 
I mean, what I, what's the I, limit of the human body? How far can we actually kick? I mean, when are we going to get to a point where you say, well, it's never, we're never going to see one like that? You know, when Tom I, Dempsey I had the, when Tom Dempsey had the sixty what sixty three yarder, never yeah, thought we yeah. never thought we did. That was when I was a kid. It was before you were born. Never thought I'd see that again. And now we're at sixty six. I mean, you just wonder: is it possible we'll see? We hadn't broken. We hadn't broken that record for from Tom Dempsey. It, it was like fifty years. Fifty till years we, till we till we broke that record with Matt Prater. Right. And now all of a sudden it was broken. That was broken what seven eight years ago. Right. And now Justin Tucker doinks one in from 66. I think they could probably get farther, but to do it accurately like that yeah. is, is that's what the hard And that was the thing, too. It. That was right down the middle. Yep. Right down the middle. But the fact it was one of the most impressive things I've ever seen in a football game. It was <laughs> unbelievable. And I, I got up on my chair and go, oh, my God, yeah. he made it. Like, it, yeah. was, it was incredible. And usually when you doink the crossbar like that, it usually doesn't go over. You know? Yeah, he did, he got just enough. Yeah. When I said just enough, just enough. Yeah, that was unbelievable. But you're right. Yeah, but there, there was no better. There was no team that you would have expected that from other than the Detroit, Detroit Lions. <laughs> All right, let's get to our picks this week. You went, look five and two last week. Pretty good. Pretty good. You we know. did very well last week, not just with you and on the show, but we went like fifteen and six over. Yeah, I mean, well, we just killed it. Last you know, week. you 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 really you screwed the pooch on the uh, the Philadelphia Dallas game. Big I, did, I yeah, did. That was I can't, bad. I can't. That was my best pick. <laughs> it just completely fell and, apart. And Tampa, you you wanted you wanted to pick the Rams, and you went against your you went against your head. So you know, again, but you know, but still five and two, pretty good. You're ten and nine on the season with us, so we'll take that. Let's uh, let's okay. let's start About out five hundred. Let's start out this week. And at, at first, I thought this was going to be. A good game, but then Carolina ended up losing McCaffrey, and it doesn't look like he's going to play for a few weeks. Uh, so the uh, Carolina Panthers are at the Dallas Cowboys this week. Uh, Dallas, again, their offense, and uh, it looks like uh, uh, Dak Prescott is back and better than ever. Dallas is a five-point favorite at home with Carolina. So Carolina had to make a couple moves this week because they not only lost McCaffrey, but they lost J.C. Horn, their rookie, in the cornerback. So they ended up trading their tight end, Dan Arnold, for C.J. Henderson, right. who comes up from Jacksonville. So that, that they really like C.J. Henderson. He's a second-year player, and you know they're wasting him in Jacksonville, so they think they can coach him up better to get better secondary help. Okay. I think this is a classic letdown spot for the Dallas Cowboys. Classic. Okay. Right. I mean, I have a Monday night, win a big division game in front of national TV, uh, the Panthers have had 10 days off to prepare for this game. Uh, I think that they can get this done here, even without McCaffrey. The difference between the Eagles and the Panthers is that the Panthers have a lot more team speed on defense, and that's going to be a big key factor in, in slowing down the Cowboys. And even without McCaffrey, Darnold has played pretty well. Okay. He's not making mistakes. I think that they'll find a way to win this game. Really? I did mm -hmm. not see that one coming. All right. Uh... Always went in doubt. Up, you know that's the time to pick against <laughs> This, to me, might be the most entertaining game of the week. The Cleveland Browns, your Cleveland Browns, mm. at the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings with a very impressive performance last week against the Seahawks. And yeah. uh, Cleveland, obviously, you know, they're not playing the Chicago Bears this week. So Cleveland is a two-point favorite on the road, which is a little bit of a surprise to me. A little dangerous. Yeah. A little dangerous, yep. I think. it's it's. Listen, these two teams are very similar. Um, you have 
two really good running backs uh, on each side. That Cook should probably be back. You have really good receivers on both sides of the football, mm-hmm. on both teams. You have good defensive lines on both teams. Um, I think the Vikings have lost games in very dramatic and controversial ways, so I don't think they're as bad as people are making them out to be. Okay. And Cleveland, I don't think, has actually played as well as they have played. Okay. Uh, one of the guys that's played fantastic in this league, Kirk Cousins, is playing out of his mind. Kirk Cousins has eight touchdowns and no picks. You're a big fan of his. I love Kirk Cousins. I know you do. Big fan of Kirk Cousins. So if Kirk Cousins was playing for the Browns, I think they'd probably easily win a Super Bowl. But uh, I think that, yeah, and I know that's crazy to say, but it's true. Uh, I think that this is a bad spot for the Browns. I, I, I do not like them on the road as favorites. I mean, that's disrespectful to the Vikings. Kirk Cousins, since he has arrived at Minnesota, is 3-0 and against the spread as a home dog, 3-0 and straight up as a home dog. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say they're 4-0. and I think they I think they get the job done against Cleveland this now, the, uh, the nomination for the other best game of the week, in my opinion, is going to be the one at 4 o'clock on Sunday afternoon when the Arizona Cardinals visit the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, this one is going to be, I mean, look, uh, <laughs> Kyler Murray is playing great. We already know what Matthew Stafford is doing in, in Los Angeles. This one, this could, they could put up, these two teams could put up 70 points this weekend. Absolutely. This is going to be a very entertaining game. I've been looking forward to this one. I'll be looking forward to Arizona versus Seattle as well later down the line. But I, I think this one now, with the, Stafford. Yeah. Yeah. The Rams are a five point favorite in this one at home. Yeah. Which was a little bit surprising. I thought high. that that I thought that was a little high. Yeah. Which is why if it was me, I'd probably take Arizona in the points. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the one thing that Arizona does that the Rams don't Kyler does force a lot of balls from the pocket and has committed some turnovers that have been bad. And I mean, they really did not. I mean, they were losing that game in the fourth quarter against Jacksonville. Right. I mean, it was it was not a good performance from Arizona, and they figured stuff out in the fourth quarter, obviously. But you know, the Rams seem like the most complete team in the league right now. They're playing the best ball. This is their first kind of division game. So usually with division games, I'm 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 inclined to take the underdog. Uh, I might take them with the points, but I don't know if they win this game. I'll take the Rams to win out. All right. So the Rams over the Cardinals. Now let's go to Denver and the Baltimore Ravens at the Denver Broncos. You said you wanted to find out what the Broncos are all about. Uh, This game uh, is a – Denver is a one-point favorite, so basically it's a toss-up. But uh, Baltimore on the road against a Broncos team that (laughs) just – just the just I mean the Jets lost that game before they got to Denver but <laughs> <laughs> why, why even get off the yeah, bus? Don't, why, I mean just stay just stay just stay home just you know, nah go ahead <laughs> oh man I I God bless the Jets I mean they're so entertaining but the Broncos are the number one team that I have questions about right you now like I I think that they are really well coached their defense is really really talented from top to bottom right uh, the difference between them last year and this year clearly is Teddy Bridgewater. Right. I mean, if you look at Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater is leading the league in completion percentage. Right. He's got a QBR of 116. I didn't see that coming. Didn't see it coming. 116. Yeah. I mean, that's that's unbelievable. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, look, I get it. They've played some terrible teams. Right. Baltimore is going to have much better talent. Jimmy Smith is back at corner. That didn't really matter though. Like they they shut Detroit down, but 
you know, it didn't really matter at the end of the day because Detroit was able to move the football up and down the field. Um, Lamar, I mean, I don't know what's going on. I'm not really sure what's going on with them. Really, last week for Baltimore is about one guy, though. It's about Hollywood Brown. Mm -hmm. I mean, he had like three dropped touchdown drives. It was horrible. Right. So there is that factor to that, too. But Denver is going to be a much tougher team. Their speed on the outside is probably going to be able to contain the Ravens. The Ravens got to be able to run the football in this game, and I don't know if they're going to be able to against Denver. Denver's really stout. Well, and you know, and that, that that altitude there is always a difference maker as well. Yep. You know, so so that's one of those. If it's a tight game in the fourth quarter, you know, and the way Bridgewater's been playing, you'd have to think maybe advantage Denver just because of that. I think so. Denver lost another wide receiver this week, though. And oh, KJ they did. Hamler. Oh, I didn't so, see that. Yeah. Okay. AJ Hamler's out for the season, I think. I think oh, he ACL. Okay. So now they're down to Sutton and Patrick and right. Fant, and those are still good, good weapons. Yep. Uh, I think Denver needs to run the ball in this game. Okay. I think they need to establish that, and I think they can with their offensive line. I think my head is my heart says Baltimore, but I'm gonna go with my head this week and, and be smart. Atta I'm gonna boy. say I'm gonna say Denver <laughs> there this week. I'm gonna say Denver. All right. Uh, before we get to the Patriot game, we'll pick that one last. Uh, let's go to Monday night, and Vegas is at the Los Angeles Chargers. Vegas is undefeated. The Chargers, you just said, may be the best team in that division. So what happens on Monday night? Right now, the Chargers are a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Uh, the one thing the Chargers cannot do is they cannot get overhyped by that win. I mean, it's a great win, but right. listen, it's a team you've beaten before. Like, don't don't think that you don't belong here. Like, you do. Uh, and I, we're going to see Herbert on Monday night, which is going to be awesome. I mean, just awesome. And uh, we saw him against New Orleans last year on Monday night, and he really played well. So I think that I think that uh, that the the Chargers probably are going to be able to throw the ball at will against the Raiders. The Raiders just play no defense in the secondary. None. They were lucky to get out alive last week with Jacoby Brissett for crying out loud. Right. Who who just is Mister Dramatic? I mean, talk about he, he was dead six seven times in that game, and he brought him back, and ultimately they finally killed him. But you know, I think that. No no quarterback right now is throwing the ball better, though, than Derek Carr. Derek Carr has been fantastic. Mm-hmm. He really has. So this is going to be a shootout. Take the over in this game. Um, I'm going to say the Chargers. I think the Chargers win probably, you know, by maybe by a touchdown. I think that they're just – he's going to show up on Monday Night Football uh, in that stadium at SoFi. It's going to be loud. It's going to be crazy. But I think the Chargers have enough in the tank probably to get this one done. All right. Let's get to it, buddy. Uh, oh. Here we go. 8-20 on uh, Sunday night, Tampa at New England. The Bucks come in as a touchdown favorite against New England. I, and I, you know what? And I'm going to tell you, before you make your pick, I'll just tell you, I think Tampa wins this game by 17. Okay. I, I okay. think Tampa is going to roll them. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't help the Tampa want a loss on Sunday. I'll right. Certainly that. Absolutely. That, that does not help. Yep. Uh, the Patriots have only been this big of a home dog one time in the last 19 years. Is that right? Uh, and it was last year <laughs> <laughs> against the Bills. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, this is a very rare spot for the Patriots to be in. This, I think, is going to tell us, you know, how good – the Patriots are. They're measuring stick. Look, the Patriots need to bounce back off of that game. There's no question. They, yep. they need 
and it's going to take a Herculean effort to win this game. Yep. Uh, if I was Bill, I'd be playing mind tricks all week long with Brady. <laughs> I just don't think there's any other way to beat him. I'd, I'd put like I'd put an air pump in his locker. Like I'd do whatever I had to do. You know, like something along those lines. Uh, like, that would be because awesome. I don't know. That'd be I awesome. don't know. Like. It would be awesome. I, I'd send somebody over that the referee to check the footballs before the game. Like I'd do whatever I had to do <laughs> to get in his head and get him angry, just to get him overhyped. I think that this could be the Patriots can hang in this game probably in the first half if because the emotion of this game is just going to be so heightened. Yep. That I I think there's there's two ways. I think the Patriots are going to be super emotional just having come back. Yep. But are the Bucks going to be? You know, there. I think they're going to have Brady's back, but are they going to be smart in this game? Is the question. Like, if the Bucks get overhyped, I can see them kind of playing out of their element mm -hmm. and and just making silly mistakes. Mm -hmm. You know, because I don't think they're really that well coached. I think Brady does most of the heavy lifting for them. Right. But I I also think that you know Bill is going to have to just get pressure up the middle. We know this is the most fascinating part about this is we've always wondered how would Bill play Tom. Yeah. And now we finally get to see it. That's that's the best thing about it. Uh, I am going to take the points with New England. I begrudgingly, but there's no way they win this game. I mean, I just I cannot see it. I will I will take the points. Six and a half is too much. Okay. Uh, I'm going to hold my nose with it, but there's no way they win this game. I just there's there's too much talent on the other side, and I think that the media narrative and the football narrative will be Bucks blow them out. But I think the NFL would love to see this game come down to the fourth quarter right. uh, and, and see what kind of mastermind things Bill comes up with to stop Tom and what Tom's going to do uh, late in the fourth quarter. I think it's going to be great theater, great drama, and it's what the NFL wants. So if you believe that the league is scripted, I promise you this will be a close game. The only way the Patriots win this game is if the training wheels are off of yep. Mac Jones. The only way they win this game is if they allow Mac Jones to throw the football down the field. Has I, to. Yeah, I mean that's that's it, right? I mean that's that's the bottom line. Has to because their secondary is just so depleted in Tampa that you know I, I would do as much you know quick slant like just beating guys off the line. The Patriots have crafty receivers. Right. They're not very good at separating. Yep. But they are crafty, and I would say that. And you have to get tight ends involved i mean you have to attack them up the middle up the seams and and beat those guys because the linebackers can cover like Mac, they can definitely cover but i mean mac has to have a excellent game the defense the, the problem is i just can't see the defense stopping them if right. they don't run the football if they don't run the football it's actually a good thing right i mean seriously i would play i you know people are suggesting you know let's play eight guys in coverage and just let them run all day long I wouldn't do that. I, I would I would probably let Brady throw the football. Okay. I think that's the better strategy because you can't stop them up front. Right. There's no way. Their offensive line is too good and you're not good enough. So to me I would I would put the strength of my team in the secondary. Let's play man coverage and because we can't and let's not blitz Tom and let's let him sit in the pocket and just try to get some interior pressure with four. Be that's careful. the only way. So make, I just so, I, I don't see it. So make Brady beat you. Be, be, it sounds be, crazy. Be careful what you wish for. <laughs> it sounds it sounds it crazy, crazy. Yes. but if if you if you have the Patriots force the Bucks to run the football, uh, I just can't. I, I think they're going to get beat that way. I just wow. think they're going to get beat that way. I just don't. I because it'll force the Bucks to control the game. It really will. 
so I, I would let Brady make the Brit. I let Brady make the mistakes. It's like, what, what the heck am I even saying? <laughs> like, yeah, right. but, yeah. You know, it's, it, it's, I think it's the only chance he got well. get interior pressure with four and, and see what you can do. And then you let the secondary do what they do. Well, get your uh, fasten your seatbelts uh, for Sunday night. If you're anywhere near uh, uh, Dan Zampano, you'll you'll probably hear him screaming at some point during the game. So, uh, Dan, enjoy this one, and uh, I cannot wait to break this one down next week. Should be a lot of fun. Thanks for coming on once uh, again. Absolutely, Gene. I, I am so ready to get this agit out of my stomach, and let's just play the game and be done with it. I'm just so it's like choosing between two parents. You know, yeah, you just yeah. you don't have no idea. It's just it's crazy. Well, that's going to do it for us here this morning. We'll be back next Friday. I'm going to be on the road trying to find a new home for Sports Country Radio, so we will be back next Friday. Dan's going to join us once again. I'll still be on the road, but we're going to stop uh, so that we can do the show on Friday. So uh, we will look forward to talking to you then. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to The Wake Up Call on Sports Country.